Welcome to the Greyhound Breeders Owners and Trainers Association Track Talk podcast. This podcast is dedicated to promoting the amazing people and greyhounds that make up our industry. And we are an association based in New South Wales and look after a variety of tracks across the state. We hope you enjoy this podcast and we'd also like to give a big shout out to one of our major supporters in Ladbrokes. They provide amazing funds to allow us to do the things we do in providing benefits to our members and ultimately make greyhound racing the best possible sport it can be. Thank you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's start with nationals of this week. Um, like like we said in our previous podcast, it's been a long time in the making. You know, we, the last time we saw the grand final of the nationals was back in 2019 in Western Australia. Now they're being held at Wentworth Park. We've got the sprint and the distance finals. How's the build-up um, coming along and what can people look forward to if they're coming out to Wentworth Park on Saturday night? What a way to start them, nationals. Um. And the potential <laughs> is that it could be the last nationals held at Wentworth Park. As we've discussed, yeah. and we're going to be talking about Wentworth Park as well, is 2027, this lease expires here. And um, by the time the next Nationals roll around for Sydney, fingers crossed that we're hosting it in a, a state-of-the-art, brand-new complex that's owned by the industry. So it's a little bit... Um, I think there's a, a, even more to the fact that, yes, it's been three years since Nationals, but also the fact that what's been known as the home of Greyhound Racing in New South Wales at Wentworth Park, it's... It's almost certainly going to be the last ever Nationals held here. So extra special for whoever wins the Nationals and a fantastic lineup for both the distance and the sprint events. So I'm really, really excited. Some great interstate dogs. Our local dogs are, you know, they're going to be extremely hard to beat in form. So really, really excited about it on the track. Off the track, like one of the big things that we've really wanted to do is, again, it could be the last ever Nationals here at Wentworth Park and... We want people to really experience that energy, the excitement, come out and enjoy the Greyhound racing. And so we've gone all out. Ladbrokes have partnered with us, which has been, yeah, they're great supporters of Greyhound racing all the time. And, and they've been able to partner with us. So what we're doing is free entry to everybody, no matter what. And the first 1,000 people to come through the entry gate, and that includes trainers, participants, uh, patrons, anybody. First 1,000 people through the entry gate will receive, on top of the free entry, they'll receive a $15 food and beverage voucher. Yep. And that can be used, and I should say, the first 1,000 adults. Obviously, yes. this is supported by Labrooks, so <laughs> it's adults. And they can use that at the bar. They can use that at, we've got a couple of food trucks here. They can use it at the food trucks. They can use it in the bistro. They can use it at the cafe. So anywhere, as long as they use it on that night, and on top of that, they also receive a race book. And then if we exceed a 1,000 people, which would be absolutely awesome, the energy here will be pumping and rocking if we do. Everyone after the 1,000 people have come through the gate, then we still receive free entry and a $5 voucher to go towards, again, drink, food, whatever it happens to be that they want. Outside of that, which that's an incentive in itself just to get started, but you're already in front before you... Um, before the races even start, which is always nice, yep. is we're all, we're also got a world class magician who's coming in to um, entertain everybody from upstairs, downstairs, outside, inside. So Nick is phenomenal. Wait till you see some of the stuff he does. He's, he's a great entertainer. So looking forward to seeing him. We've also got a DJ. We have uh, 
kids, so the kids will have the jumping castle, face painter. Well, not just for the kids for the space painting. I've got a feeling you're going to be one of those people that are in the line. Oh, and possibility. Possibility, <laughs> possibility. And also um, a balloon twister. We've got giveaways. Um, we're doing a little bit of um, fundraising. We'll have some uh, really cool raffles for raising money for Gotcha for Life. Which yep. is a, an nice. organisation I think is you know, dear to many many people's hearts. Um, yeah, especially in recent years with different different things that have happened um, in sport, not yep. just in racing but in sport in general. So, Gotcha yep. for Life, we're supporting them um, through a raffle, and we'll have some really cool prizes there. Super energy on off the track, and yeah, as I said, lots of giveaways, lots of lots of things there. So, looking yep. forward to it. Yep. And just a little side note for anyone, um, from what I've been, uh, I've had some inquiries. No, the magician will not be able to turn your losing tickets into winning ones. Um, <laughs> so please don't heckle him about that. Um, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Could probably, he could probably make your winning tickets disappear. <laughs> Yeah, he'll take them to the tab. Um, the, right. He'll take them to the window and collect them for you. But yeah, you probably won't see them. <laughs> Nine thirty, we'll be watching the magician standing in line for thirty minutes at the TAV. <laughs> oh dear! But no, it's it'll good. Be a great, it's it'll something be a really, different. Really good night. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's really good too that because um, I know a lot of people say to me. Uh, if I say, oh, you know, we've got this feature race on this, and they go, oh, what's there for the kids to do? Because I know sometimes people, you know, they have trouble keeping the kids entertained because, you know, the races are over so quick and then they've got to entertain yeah. the kids for 15 or 20 minutes in between. So I think that's really good that we'll have stuff happening sort of to keep the kids nice and engaged. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's a, and it is. It's one of those things where we're trying to cater for so many different groups of people and it's a, to us it's a family sport. And it's also a sport for the people that are, you know, have been in it for their whole life. It's also a sport for the people that have never been in greyhounds. It's a sport for the young groups, the sporting groups. We're so fast in what we want to offer and who we want to attract that, yeah, we're trying to cover as many people as we possibly can. And I'm sure no matter which group you come under, you'll have a great night out here. Yep. And we've actually got the uh, the favourite in the sprint final. I'm talking from a New South Wales perspective, which is exciting because we haven't won it for a little while. You know what? He was sensational on Saturday night too. Simply limelight. They're winning from box six in the way he did, and it's not just um, it's not just him either. It's you've got good odds cash. She's just a, a little ripper and always always shows up in box three. And Bandit Ned's got the run. Yep. So Bandit Ned has now got to start, and um, while it's not hasn't officially come through, I also am um, strongly informed that Richard Donnell will have the start as well with um, yep. both the New Zealand and the Queensland runners out. So we'll actually have fifty percent of the field, and then, you know what? If any of those four dogs won it, you'll have a look at the state final. Yeah, all four of those dogs. It's funny enough because if you watch the replay, you would you wouldn't be. Like, all four of those dogs at some stage looked like it was going to win that race. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. We've, got a, we've got a great opportunity in uh, not dismissing any of the interstate runners. I mean, Dusty Burbsky out of box two, and I know, um, yeah, that dog's – any dog that gets within half to three-quarters of the length of Wow, She's Fast on Merit yep. is, a quality, is a quality dog, and it's going to be great. Look, really looking forward to the throttle in box four. Yep, yep. Yep, and um, I suppose a, a, another bonus is we've got the favourite for the distance as well. I mean, Super Estrella, she was just poor, amazing. And if she can repeat that, I mean, you'd have to think she'd go close 
to winning it. So, you know, it could be a double for us, which would be great because New South Wales haven't won a lot this year. I know we won the sprint, uh, sorry, the straight track final um, with Darren Sultana up in Queensland. But, you know, football field and other things and, you know, the State of Origin series up in Queensland, we haven't really won that much this year. So it'd be nice. No, to... <laughs> we're definitely, definitely, definitely favourites to do it. So looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so let's, on the uh, subject of Wentworth Park, let's segue into what's happening because obviously... You know, I could only imagine how many inquiries you get on a daily basis mm. as to what's happening with the Wentworth Park or, you know, Metro Track situation. Is there an update that you can provide uh, provide people as to um, how that's progressing? Yeah, definitely can. I can fill you in with a little bit of information on top of what we spoke about last time. And, you know, as we said, no secret that the, the licence fee here and the lease we have ends 14th of September 2027. And... At this stage, we've been really talking closely with the current government and we have partnered with GRNSW and we're in the process right now of putting a funding application towards government, yep. which talks about, obviously, you know, the history of Wentworth Park and what we're aiming to achieve moving forward in the future. Uh, obviously, the compensation around um, around the lease here ending at Wentworth Park and having that funding for a brand new facility which is our number one priority. I've said this many times. People are like, where are you going to go? You know, and we have earmarked um, a handful of locations. The most important thing is getting the funding to build the facility uh, is our number one priority. Yep. And so, yeah, it's been great. We're working really, really closely. Uh, Rob McCauley, the new CEO of GRNSW, fantastic. Um, just building a great relationship together between GRNSW and GBOTA. And, uh, I mean, I don't really know the full history around GRNSW and GBOTA. However, one thing I know is, uh, you know, we're really working um, hard on making sure that we have a great relationship where it is a win-win. So we're working closely with um, with Rob and Wayne Billet and putting a um, a very, what I think will be, compelling application in um, together as a combined application towards the government. Yep. Met with Chris, so myself and our COO, Daniel, also met with Chris Mins, opposition yep. leader. And one of the best things that came out of that was, one, his willingness to, to really look at what we're doing there with the funding. So obviously the current government, that proposal to go into the current government, if nothing progressed before the election, with that, well, hopefully it does, hopefully it progresses straight through and we're, we're done and dusted there. If it doesn't before the election, then obviously it comes down to looking at getting memorandum of understandings and uh, election commitments from the governments around that funding. So we met with the opposition leader, Chris Mins, and he was really, really positive. And he was, you know, even in his own words, he said, look, you know, Yes, if there's questions floating around around people saying, you know, is the industry in any kind of danger or challenges, he's like, no, as far as he's concerned, he's, he's a supporter. He, um, he has no intention of looking any differently at the industry. Uh, he, he knows that we've progressed a long way. And he also, you know, going back and forth and, and filling him in around what the current situation is around Wentworth Park, he was extremely supportive of, of looking at the same application from if it hadn't been pushed through with the current government, from having a look and taking that to his um, his uh, committee to yep. then look at what commitments and stuff they make for the election. And again, he knows that it's a, a vital part of of this election. And yeah, so we're kind of we're there. We're not I say there in the sense of we're there on the on the verge of it. And I've said this to many people that it's almost like we're in a perfect storm. Yep. We've gone how many years now? We're back 80, 90 years, and we've never owned our own metropolitan track. Yep. And it's like, you know, if we're going to do this, let's do this properly. So yep. Yep. we're moving forward. That's the, that's the biggest thing is we're taking steps. We're getting good reactions, positive reactions. 
does that mean that's an absolute yes, not yet? Yep. However, we're heading in the right direction. It's progressing. Yeah. And we're all on the same page. I think that's the most important thing is that yep. we're on the same page. GRNSW are supporting um, us in, in what's happening and we're supporting them in what they're wanting to, to achieve with that. Government is wanting to support us. So everyone's there pushing for it. And yeah, if we're ever going to get our own track and facility, now's going to be the time. Yep. Is there sort of like an overall vision? Because I know, like, I've seen a lot of uh, discussion on social media about what people are looking for and what they think should Mm. be incorporated if we are sort of building from the ground up. Um, A lot of people have said, you know, an on-site vet like Sandown have. A lot of people have said straight track or sprint runs or something like that. Will all that sort of stuff be considered um, in in the plan? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the game is not just to be, hey, let's just put a track somewhere in Sydney or in the greater Sydney or whatever it is. It's about being the best facility in the world. That's what we want. And talking particularly around the welfare, that, that on track to me is an absolute no-brainer with a new facility, Yeah, especially when you're talking about the pinnacle of Greyhound Racing in New South Wales and in our eyes will be in Australia and the world. That's on track, um, you know, having different facilities around gap facilities, having... Uh, slipping tracks, uh, be that whether we have uh, two-turn track, one-turn track, straight track, combination of two of them or three of them, uh, those kind of things come down to obviously the design. However, they are things we definitely want to look at, even if it's yeah. the straight track from a trialling perspective, could be from a racing perspective as well. Uh, other little things like the commerciality as well, as I've spoken about a number of times, is, um, is the commerciality of... Um, Apologies, that was a call coming through. The commerciality of where we can generate dollars for the industry. So having a fantastic racing club where there is a, a really good restaurant, obviously other facilities in there, pet shops, all these kind of things are, are things that are definitely being thought about. Yep. Welfare of the dogs, obviously, as we said before, all the all the bells and whistles, even things like having a look at the potential of, and these can be things that can come in phases, having a hotel where you can actually come and train as a priority to be able to have their dogs stay. So you can get visitors from Victoria and Queensland, yep. come, race their dogs, not have to race back or drive straight back home. They can stay overnight, know their dogs are safe, know their dogs are right there, things like that that we're looking for. So, yeah, we won't be won't be holding back on what we want to do and the number one priority the whole time will, of course, be safety, welfare yep. and making sure that this is something that the, the wider community can really engage and utilise. Yep, nice. Now, moving on to uh, something else that's very exciting is the progressive works that are happening at Appen at the moment. Um, a post went up um, last night with a, a video and some uh, details of what's going on. But uh, <clears throat> can you just go into a little bit more detail as to where, you know, the guys are up to with it and what's been done so far? Yeah, really, really happy with where it's at right now. Uh, sat down when we, um, when we kind of first started here and Daniel, our Chief Operating Officer and myself and... Yeah, what well, it just felt like it was being band-aid fixed and that's no no like i know for a number of reasons that's the case because people want the track going yeah. and it's been kind of been this thing where it's like oh let's band-aid fix it so they so that all the participants can keep using happen but it's like oh your band-aid fix and then it closes and you know what we were just like let's just close it down and get it completely properly done yeah and when we relaunch people won't have to worry about continually stop, start, stop, start. Yes. And the feedback's been great from everyone around that. that they, they feel really good and things are being done. So obviously the track itself is, is rejuvenating and, and being 
um, improved dramatically there in that sense. We've got Safe Chase Lure on. We've got uh, three people that have been trained up in driving the lure as well. The catching pen has been demolished because with the Safe Chase Lure, you need a different catching pen. So new catching pen built, retainer, retainer being, um, retainer wall being built around that as well. Uh, what else have we got? Um, yeah, lots happening with that. So a few other lures, like the old rails had been removed. The grass on that old rail where it was has had to be replaced just in case dogs do go uh, fully towards that rail. Yep. Everything. So to us, it'll be, well, from a, a trial track point of view, I, I would, I would say it'd be one of the best trial tracks around, especially for a straight track, um, considering that it's not actually a racing venue as such. So, yeah, we're excited to, to get that back and get up and running. Oh, the, the timing as well. So we'll have the timing working for both both um, distances and we'll also have a camera installed so people can see their dog as it's trolling as well. Yep. Yeah, nice. Nice. That's awesome. Um, and when are those works expected to be completed? And, you know, obviously, you know, weather permitting, um, yeah. the track would be reopened for use. Weather permitting, 14th of September. Yep. We're looking to reopen. Now, again, as you said, we've had some series of rains and things like that that have come pouring in. Just so a something little like bit. that happened, then it <laughs> would potentially be delayed. Yep. If there's only a few little days with rain and stuff like that, we can't expect it being causing any major delay. Sure. So it's more the timing um, timing changes that are happening in September as well. Yep. So, yeah, we're on track at the moment. Fingers right. crossed. Touch wood. Exciting. September 14th. Now, speaking of September, again, I you know, I don't mind a segue. I'm going to segue into the 1st of September. We have some extremely exciting um, changes and initiatives and benefits and all the rest of it coming. Can you run through them? Um, can you just run through each of them one by one? Yeah, certainly. So first one is we are going free entry across Wentworth Park on a Wednesday. So we'll still charge on a Saturday night. However, we are going to release a whole bunch of different... Um, what's the word, promotions yep. around when we're parked on a Saturday night. So that's staying as your $6 entry uh, on a Saturday night. But all of the other GBOTA tracks will be going free entry. So when we're parked on a Wednesday night, Gosford, Maitland, Bulleye, Canada, Lisbon, and tomorrow will all be free entry for everyone. And Bathurst? Bathurst? Oh, and Bathurst. Did yeah. I miss Bathurst? Sorry, yes. sorry. And Bathurst, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. No, that's right. I and just Bathurst. want to make it crystal clear because I know people go, so which tracks do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, you know what, and that's interesting because a lot of people um, do get confused between what's a GBOTA track and what's not. Yes. So, yeah, yes. just reiterating. So, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday, Wentworth Park, yep. Tomorrow, Maitland, Lismore, Canada, Gosford, Bulleye and Bathurst yep. will all be free entry. Yep. And same. those are the same tracks for the other changes that we're making as well. So, in line with that, one of the things that um, has not happened at our tracks, and that, that's a, a – you know, for multiple reasons it's been the case is that when you go from one track to the other, you have varying prices, varying prices and, and opportunities in trials, varying prices in bar prices. Yep. So we're actually making that uniform across all our tracks. Yep. So we'll be releasing the full schedule of what our um, trial prices are. So whether you trial at Bathurst or Bulleye or Maitland or any of those tracks that I mentioned, yep. it will be um, the same trial prices. Wentworth Park is the only one that will be slightly varying. And, again, just being the city track and metropolitan track and a few yeah. things being different here. So yep. that'll be a slight variation of Wentworth Park, but those other seven tracks will be all the same prices, all the same bar prices as well. Again, Wentworth Park is the only um, one outside of that. Yep. And every track, all of our tracks, including Appen, 
will be moving to On The Clock. So for those that don't know On The Clock, it's a, a booking system for your trials. So you use On The Clock. We're going to do a lot more, and um, Dim, I know you're planning on doing a podcast. And yes. We'll do some education around um, questions with Andrew from On The Clock. So On The Clock is a booking system to book your trials, but not only will we be using that system, it will be prepayment for your trials. Yes. Now, the questions will come around, and, and I mean, we could spend a long time on it, and you'll answer them in that podcast. It will have structures around, you know, if you cancel before a certain time, you could get refunded, all those kind of things. Yep. And we've done that just to, I know people will be like, oh, you know, that's a big change and all these different things that they'll question. Just to fill people in, there's a few reasons we've made those changes. One is to be fully transparent in it's a recommendation of our auditors that we move towards that kind of, of system. So we don't want to mess about with that and remove a lot of that, a lot of that, um, what's the word, financial transaction um, tracking. Yep. It's a hell of a lot easier for us from a process point of view because it comes straight to us. Yes. So we just received the reports, the payments. We're not trying to get everyone going to the bank and cashing here and all this kind of stuff. Yep. So from a governance point of view, it's really, really good governance. The second part of it is that we have had a couple of the trucks being on, on the clock already but not taking the prepayments. And one of the challenges we've had is people booking up trial times and then not cancelling out and not really caring about yep. that. And that's that's only a small handful, but it's yep. a small handful that can really impact others. Yep. And I get it. If you haven't paid for something, you don't necessarily have the same care factor for it. Whereas with this system, if you book for your trial, you've got to pay for your trial. So you're serious about trialling there. Yes. And if you're going to cancel, you're going to cancel in time so you get a refund. Yes. Versing, versing waiting until the day and go, oh, I think I'm just going to troll two out of the five dogs that I booked in. Yep. So we got a lot of people saying, oh, look, trial's open at you know, 8 o'clock this morning. And I couldn't even book in for the first hour because I've already taken Someone's gone in and just booked 20 slots. Yeah. Things like that. So it yep. eliminates that. So if they're going to book 20 slots, you're going to have to pay. Yeah. So this may and, – oh, sorry. I was just going to say this may be a question for Andrew, but you might know. So is there going to be – like I know a lot of businesses say, right, if you cancel within 24 hours, you're charged, you know, 50% of the fee or the full fee or something like that. Is Will there be an arrangement like that to try and eliminate yeah, people cancelling yeah. at the last minute or just not turning up? Yeah. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. And what we'll do is uh, it's always going to be discretionary for each of the track managers. Discretionary in the sense of, look, if somebody calls and goes, hey, I've just broken out, I'm a dog got sick or injured, all this kind yeah. of stuff, cool, we're happy to refund. We're not there to try and this isn't about making extra money. This is about making it fair and even for everybody. everybody. This is about yep. making the processes a lot easier. Yep. However, you also get your serial offender. Now, the serial offender that every single week, you, you start to know because it's like, hold on, I have 20 trainers a book using on the clock. There's one trainer that's continually cancelling and calling me because their car had broken down, they this and that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a kid that never does his homework, right? He's got a different excuse every week. Yeah. That yep. serial offender ultimately will hit a point where we just go, look, you know, this is the third time this has happened. Yep. We, yeah. Yeah. No, no more. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But as I said, you'll get, you'll get the odd person. vast majority of people we know if they call up. Yeah, that's cool. We, we get it. Uh, they'll be able to cancel it within a certain time frame. All of that stuff will be, be clear and made clear through on the clock uh, as well. Yeah. Um, we are doing things, and I don't have the prices sitting in front of me, so I don't want to quote prices, but we are doing other things like, um, you know, if you're having a, a solo trial, it's this price. But if you're doing a field trial for up to three dogs, it's significantly cheaper. So, And, again, that's all part of efficiency because if people are happy to trial two or three dogs together, 
then we're happy to make it cheaper because from a you know timing point of view, staffing point of view, all that kind of um, viewpoint, it's like, well, we'll pass that saving on to other people as well. It's yeah. not about just trying to to make money or anything like that out of it. This is about offering a service and making things efficient and the processes and things like that. And we know there will be teething problems. Yeah. Now we're not we're not disillusioned at the fact that when you change over virtually all of your tracks at the same time to a new system, that there are people out there that aren't tech savvy. There are people out there that may stuff it up. There are errors that are going to be made in it, and yep. we're totally cool with that. We're you know, all of our track managers are aware. Of, are, I don't know, spit my words out. Are aware of the possible challenges, and we're here to help. And if there's people that are still trying to learn it, we'll teach them. Track managers, staff, we'll sit down with them, help them, help them through that. If there's somebody out there that genuinely doesn't have a computer or or can't use computers or their iPhone to do it, then they can call up. Our track managers can um, can book it in for them, use their credit card, that kind of stuff as well. Yeah. However, or they can walk into the office and kind of go, "Hey, here it is," and they can guide them through it and put all all through the system. Yep. No, awesome. That'd be um yeah, like you said, I, I see so many people posting on Facebook and that and they say, Oh, you know, I've jumped on at nine o'clock or whenever the trial's open and there's none left and so hopefully mm. this might give the opportunity for everybody to um to hopefully book one and yeah, not uh, not miss out because I know, you know, people try and juggle work with training commitments so they can only trial at specific tracks at specific times and yeah. So Absolutely. Um, and yeah. the only other one would be for the big trainers that have a lot of breaking dogs or they're doing a lot of pre-training and things like that. Those guys, are what we're going to encourage is, because it's not like you have 20 of them at every track. Yep. There's a handful of people around the regions that are trialling and breaking in and pre-training multiple dogs. What we're going to do with them is work with them as well to say, okay, let's work with you. Because obviously we don't want to have to try and have them go, oh, I could only book three here and four there and five there. Yep. So we're going to also work with those guys that are, are doing significant numbers because we know you know it's important to make sure that we do service them and they're a, a key part of the industry with um with people you know, rearing and pre-training and breaking in at the moment is it's a uh, it's becoming a fine art there's um there's a lot more demand and supply at the moment so we want to make sure that we continue to help and service all of them as well so if there is anyone that's listening to this going oh my god what's it going to mean for me and my 20 dogs that I normally troll, the people that genuinely troll the 20 dogs, yep. each of the track managers will work directly with those people as well. Yep, awesome. Um, and lastly, another exciting appointment. You know, we're building a, a really nice um, team now at GBOTA and you've, uh, you've got some news on the um, advocacy manager that's just been appointed. Yeah, I'm really excited. You, you know what, you nailed it there. It is, it's a young, fresh I feel like it's a dynamic team. I'm really, really excited by the team that we've been able to build here at the moment. And Fiona Geary is coming on as our advocacy manager. Yep. And I know you'll do an article and later on you'll do some um, podcasts and stuff with Fiona and she's coming down for the Nationals on Saturday night as well. And Yeah, it's great to have somebody, again, fresh, young, grown up in the Greyhounds. And one of the best things about Fiona is she she's not just about like I've chatted to Fiona a number of times around different um, issues that are uh, currently being raised around the traps and she has some really innovative ideas. Yep. It's not just, a, oh, hey, we need to change this. For Fiona, she's a real thinker, a real person who's um, passionate about making change and, and really cares. So I'm excited to um, work with Fiona. I'm excited for people to be able to connect with Fiona and um, yeah, see where we go with that advocacy role. And it's, I know it's something that, the GBOTA has the two arms. We've got the racing arm and the advocacy arm. And yep. I've said it from day one that 
you know, you're a great example. You know, you work with us on um, on managing our social media, but you're an advocate for the sport. Myself, I'm in I'm in the Greyhounds and have been all my life. And even though I'm CEO, I'm advocating. Our COO is saying uh, uh, yep. most of our track managers were always advocating. However, I know that um, having someone specifically that you can go to for advocacy or you know, if you've got things that you want to raise or question or ask or suggest is always nice to be able to have someone to filter it through. And, um, yeah, I've got no doubt Fiona will do a phenomenal job and she'll be a great fit for us um, in the short and long term. Yep. Now, what are some of her um, specific duties um, going to be, just for anyone who's not sure what her actual role is? Yeah, so one of it is collecting the information. So listening to trainers and hearing you know, what challenges they are having. Yep. And that's not to mean that she's not there to just take on everyone's negative thoughts, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes. It's about, it's about being solution-orientated as well. Yes. You know, if you see Fiona or you want to connect with Fiona and say, hey, um, I'm having this challenge around such and such, you know, is there a reason for that? Or, or just talking to her about the different issues, be that um, be that drug challenges, be that uh, grading challenges, whatever, box draw challenges, yep. um, issues at the track, issues with the welfare of dogs, rehoming of dogs, anything that you think about from an advocacy point of view, yep. um, it's filter it through to Fiona. And as I said, it, she's not there to just be a complaints board. Yep. <laughs> it's about coming to her and saying, hey, have you guys thought about such and such? Now, on the reverse, it's, and as I was talking to Fiona about it, I said this is where it's really key as well in having someone that's grown up and lived and breathed greyhound racing her whole life. It's also the reverse for her taking back why decisions are being made at um, the more strategic corporate level, so to speak, be that from GWIC, be that from GRNSW, be that from GBOTA, back to the members. And because she's that filter or that, that go-between to be able to say, you know what, as a trainer, as a person that's grown up in this industry, I understand where they're coming from and here's why they're doing it. Yep. So it's a two-way street. It's not about yeah. being someone that goes, well, I'm going to fight the fight and fight the battle. But yep. I think it's, no, I'm here to actually get the right result to move the industry forward. So that's that's one thing. She's going to be in um, all of our meetings with GWIC. So we have at least a, a set regular monthly meeting and, and sometimes we have more with GWIC to discuss all, all issues. We have a running agenda plus additional items and those things can, as, as I said, can vary from um, drugs, from, you know, um, registrations, registrations of owners, how we can make that process easier. So there are things that actually do come up, like how do we make it easier for somebody to breed? Yeah, and I mean easier in the sense of right now you've got to um, have a lease agreement with the person that's breeding if you own the dog, and all these kind of things. So we're talking about those kind of things, be that with GRNSW around whether it be prize money, whether it be gap and rehoming. So she'll be part of all of those meetings and also coming up with her own um dynamic and i use that word a couple of times now um innovative ways of how we can move forward as an industry so yeah. you know putting those kind of things together uh, submissions working with us on on submissions be that submissions to government we often get requested to have submissions around what's happening in the industry or recommendations or, or thoughts on different things so yeah a whole, a whole range of of stuff that's really um linked through and just comes under the word of advocacy yep Nice. Now, this is something that um, we didn't include in the run sheet, but I'm going to throw it at you as a bit of a little fun thing. I'm going to throw mm. um, a couple of little quiz questions at you. But oh, wow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, 
if you don't know them, that's okay. But I thought it'd be good just to, um, you know, time with the national theme. Let's have a quick yep. chat about the last time we actually won. New, I'm talk, talking from a New South Wales perspective. Oh, wow. When we yep. won the actual national title. So do you know the year and the dog of the last time New South Wales took out the national sprint grand final? It was a. It was quite a long time ago. I was quite shocked actually when I looked it up. <laughs> give me, give me a state or a year. Give me one or the other. Listen, you've you're not googling it, so. No, 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 no. I can't Google it. I don't know. Yeah. Give me a state or a year. Give me a year. Give me a year. It was two thousand and fourteen. Was the last time we won the New South Wales Sprint. Uh, the national sprint title on New South Wales dog, and it was at Cannington, the final. Do you know the name of the dog? I bet you I will when you tell me. <laughs> it was Chica Destacada. Oh, yes. Yeah. But yes. that's how long it's been. 2014 was the Eight last years. time we've won the sprint title. Now, the distance title, do you know the last time we've won that? The New, uh, New South Wales dog has won the distance title. What year? 2013, so even longer. And it was at the Meadows, the final. No, what won it? Smart Valentino. Wow. So it's been a long time since we've wow. won it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought about that, like, in that sense. Yeah, so we need everybody to get out there and support us so we can try <laughs> Take yeah. one of them out. I mean, Victoria obviously have, have reigned supreme, especially in the distance um, titles, and then WA have won the last couple and that. But yeah, come on, we need something. Come on. I, I you know, it'd be hard to see us not winning at least one of the two, right? <laughs> you say that now. <laughs> uh, I know. I know. I kind of just held my breath when I said that. But yeah. No, I'm looking, looking forward either way. No matter what happens, it would be great to celebrate. Yeah. Some New South Wales. But yeah, nice little and bit of trivia. That's great as well. Yeah, nice little bit of trivia for anyone out there that's um interested. And yeah, what I'll try and do, you know, relative to these podcasts, whoever I'm talking to, um, you know, provided they've um yeah, I love it. Got some love it, love it. They've got some knowledge. Yeah. yeah, I'll dig out something and put them on the spot, and uh, yeah, see <laughs> see how good their memories are. That's brilliant. So, that's brilliant. Yeah, awesome. not perfect. Thanks, Tim.